Morning! This is The Economy Guy by Tom Harvey. Welcome to the world of macroeconomics. And this is your window into that world. I don't give any personal financial advice. I just give information and facts as I see them. And occasionally, my opinion. I want this to be educational for yourself so you can learn to think for yourself and make your own great financial decisions. Please enjoy. Welcome. Hey, May the 10th, and welcome to The Economy Guy. I'm going to mix things up a little differently today. So I'm going to start with talking about Europe and the rest of the world, and then the oddball news, which are always fun. Then I'll hit the markets and uh, the U.S. economy, what's going on. I'm going to do a special, a spotlight on the state of Hawaii. What's going on in Hawaii? And I'll end with my predictions for the stock market. So let's get going. What is going on in Europe today? Well, let's see. First of all, Spain is uh, keeping its borders closed with the rest of the nations of Europe through October. October! Oh, that's a long time. You see, there's not a big agreement with the EU or in the Schengen area on uh, each nation's doing its own thing, so Spain made its own rules. See, it kind of shows you that it's another uh, a dart in the side of the EU that they can't really dictate what's going on. So, so be it. Anyway, the EU has predicted that the GDP for the EU area will fall 7.5% for the entire year of 2020. So that's kind of an average of overall four quarters, but that's what they're saying, 7.5%. I wonder if they are being optimistic or not. The EU tends to be optimistic. Okay, uh, India. There's a lovely country. They are luring... U.S. companies to move their plants from China to India and giving them incentives. Isn't that interesting? So I wonder if uh, the U.S. government is helping push that. It uh, seems to have uh, some political overtones there. And Japan is doing the same thing, but India is the big player here. And last but not least, the Bank of England predicts that the second quarter of uh, in GDP for the UK will be the worst since 1706. 17, that was that's a while ago. 17. I have to admit that that was before the United States existed, and um, I consider that a big red, 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 red flag, red flag. If they're saying it's as bad as it was in when 1706 was not a good year, I'm going to tell you it must not have been a good year. I kind of looked up the history of that, and they had really some bad weather, and it was an agrarian economy then in England, uh, but it kind of destroyed the country. Well, this is destroying it from a different viewpoint. So that's it for right now. I'll be right back with the next segment. News. I've got a couple of interesting supply and demand stories for you to just learn from. This is interesting. U.S. air freight. Those are airplanes that carry freight around, not passengers. The supply of that of airplanes like that is going way, 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 way down. 
but the demand is only down a little. So uh, somebody's doing some advanced planning here. Uh, is there a prediction going on that there's going to be much less in the future? Or is there just bad planning going on? I don't understand that one. I, I don't understand why it is. But those are the statistics on air freight. Um, the other supply and demand is U.S. housing market is hot right now. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me, but it is. Why? Well, the supply has gone down. People putting houses on the market, it's gone down. But the demand has held steady. That means it's a hot market. It's the time to be a seller. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I don't understand. I suspect that will change in the future, but it's just a wild-ass guess for me. I, don't, I really don't know. Uh, but we'll see. Okay, on to the next story. More people are eating at home, of course, because of the virus, right? The lockdown. Uh, did you know that they are eating about 25% more food at home now because of that? And that will probably continue because it's more of a habit now, and uh, and that's kind of human nature. The uh, however, the number of the amount of snacks and value of snacks and sweets has gone down. People eating more healthy? Uh, no, because and here's the good one: the sales of cookie dough has gone up four hundred percent. Woo! I love cookie dough. Okay. Now, here's a good story, too. In the UK, there is a 1,000-year-old flour mill. It's a water mill that is reopened, and it's create, making and selling flour. That's because the sales of flour and yeast in the UK are up 400%. People are baking at home in the UK. Isn't that interesting? I find that fascinating, and I love the fact that they have resurrected and started using again a water mill. Fabulous. Fabulous. Ah, oh, gosh. The UK is introducing a two-week quarantine, quarantine for anyone arriving in the country in the UK, whether they're a resident or not, whether they're a UK citizen or a foreigner. It doesn't matter. You have to be, stay quarantined for two weeks. Where do you stay? You can stay at any residence. doesn't matter. You fill out a form and tell people. If you lied and you move around, then they can fine you up to a thousand pounds for that. And guess what? It starts in June. <laughs> I mean, that's only the UK could do something like that. First of all, not having a quarantine is kind of questionable. Second, deciding to have one and then starting it later is also questionable. So, it's kind of interesting, but it goes along with my prediction that the UK will be one of the hardest hit nations in the world. And uh, just another another decision. My guess is that it's going to take them a while to build the, the website in order to hold the data for all of this stuff. That's why June. But it's a guess. Okay. U.S. Airlines. Here's the last story of Eyeball. U.S. Airlines are averaging 17 people per flight for domestic flights and 29 people per flight on international uh, flights. Now, I don't, you know, if you've been flying, I'm willing to bet you don't see that. I bet you see a lot higher numbers, but those are the statistics coming out of the airline. See, the airlines are burning about $10 billion a month total. And uh, so they have a big cash flow problem. And 
you know, there's a big uh, hoopla that they can't, they're, they're not refunding money on tickets that are being affected by the virus. And the reason is, is if they did, they would be bankrupt. They would lose their bank account. So that's, uh, there's the news on the oddball stuff. Be right back. And now for the market cap summary. Oh, let's start with the Dow Jones 30. It ended up at 24,331. That was up 600 points for the week. Pretty good if you own stocks, uh, but not a major move. Just a lot of money there. Uh, probably the Fed money making its way back into stocks. Here's the interesting part of that. The uh, Standard & Poor 500 price-to-earnings ratio is higher now than it was in 2004. It's about 21 now. Uh, it would be 19 without the fangs. That's uh, Facebook, Apple, uh, Alphabet, right? Yeah. Netflix, Google. No, G is not Google. I don't know, anyway. And uh, Microsoft. Any th those, we can take those out, then it's a little lower, but it's still high. Remember that for later on in my predictions. The 10-year treasury is about the same. Hasn't changed at all. So that's kind of interesting. Oil is uh, $25. That's up. And uh, interesting. Now, recently I purchased gasoline for $1.75 a gallon. Uh, I consider that deflationary. I'm getting more gasoline for my dollar. That's what deflation means. Deflation means the prices of something has gone down. Um, and the impact of oil on gasoline is certainly an example of that. Here's a task for all of the economy guy listeners. What else has gone down in price? Uh, send me a message. See what, what do you think is going down in price? Is there any other deflationary things? Remember, the Fed's trying to not allow deflation to occur. So they're working hard in the opposite direction, but mm, they don't kind of hold the oil market together. But the oil mar oil price is coming back. It is. Okay. Gold is uh, was 1703. It's exactly the same as a week ago. Uh, did you know that seven that 14% of all the net inflows of money into ETFs in the United States went into gold? That's the highest ever in May. And uh, I consider that a red flag. Big red flag. Why is that happening? I'll let you think about that. The VIX, the uh, fear index, is 28. That was down a little bit. So I guess we weren't so fearful this last, uh, at least at the end of the week. But it's still high. That's it for the market news. Be coming right back. What's going on in the U.S. economy today? Let's start thinking about it. First of all, an additional 3.2 million people claimed unemployment. That gives a total of about 33 million people in the United States have done that since the virus has come out. Uh, I consider that a, an extremely important number. I think it's an indicative of the economy as a whole. And, you know, the word disaster is an underplay of what I think about that. But it's a you know, we're going to measure the economy through the GDP fall. Uh, we're going to measure the economy through all the pain that's happening. But this is real pain. So it's a heck of a good measure for what's going on. 
Here's another example. Uh, chapter 11 is a bankruptcy uh, thing uh, where a company can claim that it's going bankrupt. It goes into receivership. And uh, J. Crew is a nas- nationwide chain that has done that. And uh, even local places, like we have local restaurant here uh, where I live called Two J's, and it is now in receivership. It's uh, But they're still open. They still stay open for business. It's just that they're declaring they can't pay their bills. And uh, so the people they owe are going to get uh, hurt by that. On to hospitals. Did you know that hospitals are losing $50 billion a month in the United States? Total, total. That's a big number. Um, and that's because uh, elective procedures in hospitals were stopped due to the virus. So, I mean, you may have heard this, but a lot of parts of hospitals were just empty. Uh, nurses and uh, other people that work at hospitals were allowed to uh, go on unemployment, rather, because they weren't being used as part of the antivirus thing. Uh, that's part of the hidden story of what's going on in the United States. Uh, elective procedures are coming back now, thank goodness. Now that we're going back to work, elective procedures, so those people that needed uh, operations are now going to start having them. Thank goodness. Thank, thank goodness. Did you know, a little tidbit of information here, that the U.S. has a 26 days of supply of food in its chain as it food comes from the, wherever it comes from to the markets? 26 days worth. So uh, don't panic about a shortage of food. Hey, there may be specific things like toilet paper that are not there, but that's the way it is. So don't worry about it. It's not going to be a big, bad deal. Uh, and there's plenty of food out there. We will not go hungry in the United States. I can't say that for other parts of the world, but for the United States, we're okay. Ah, uh, And here is uh, the last story I really want to talk about, and that's the uh, automobile company's worth. How do you determine the worth of an automobile company? Well, it's very simple. You take the share price times the number of shares that are out there. That is how much the company's worth. If you wanted to buy it, that's how you'd buy it. Okay, well, what's it worth? General Motors is worth $29 billion. That's interesting. Ford is worth $19 billion. Kind of remember the numbers, 29 19 uh, Fiat Chrysler is worth uh, $13 billion. Those are the numbers. But, here's the big but. There are other companies out there that are listed on the stock exchange. One is Ferrari. Ferrari is worth $30 billion. Did you know Ferrari is worth more than General Motors? Even though they only make tens of thousands rather than millions of cars. Uh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that weird? Doesn't that make it question your sanity or the sanity of the stock market? Oh, here's another one. You'll love this. Tesla. Tesla is worth $130 billion. Are they betting on the future? I think that's amazing. I There's something out of whack here that uh, $130 billion versus $29 billion for General Motors. Uh, Tesla's worth more than all of, the, all of the U.S. big auto companies. And throw Ferrari in there, too. Than all of them put together. I mean, that's crazy. Even the Ferraris are made in Italy, I know. Okay, so... Uh, what I'm questioning here is, are valuations correct? Hmm, food for thought. Be back in a second. Have a spotlight on the state of Hawaii. What's going on way over there? Aloha, Hawaii. 
what's going on out there? First of all, the state of Hawaii is the uh, hardest hit state, the number one hardest hit state uh, to the small businesses and uh, to tourism. So Hawaii leads the rank of 50 states. It's number one in being hit really hard in tourism and uh, small businesses. So that's terrible. I mean, that's really, really bad for them. The uh, state itself predicts that by the end of the year, not between now and the end, but at the end of the year, that's December 31st, that they will have 50% of the tourist volume that they had before the virus. 50%. Uh, that's not good. There's clearly not uh, planning on a V-shaped recovery. This is, this is uh, an L-shape, but maybe it's optimistic. And at the same time, at the end of the year, they think that their businesses will be at about 70% of their capacity or, you know, they're about 70% of what it was. That's not good at all. And I wonder if that's optimistic. I don't know. It may, but it might be realistic. I hope it's, uh, it's just not bad. It's not good. It's not good, good for anybody. <sighs> they have a major, Hawaii has a major unemployment payment problem. When somebody goes on unemployment and they got a lot of people that did that, they're not being paid. Uh, a lot of them are not being paid because the state website that they have to go to in order to get their money crashed. And the state is creating a new website and that people have to wait for the new. It's not online yet. No, it's not. No, no. Maybe in a couple weeks it'll be on. But it's not there yet. They're having a problem. So a lot of people are not do not have their unemployment money. That's a real hardship. Uh, that's what the only thing they have going for them. Uh, the governor's directives in Hawaii are being questioned, of course. Here's some I just arbitrarily picked because they uh, make the point. Uh, first of all, there's no flower delivery allowed on Mother's Day. That's today. Really? I mean, they're worried about the virus on due to flower delivery on Mother's Day? That's I question that. Uh, there's no running allowed on the beach. You can't exercise by running on the beach, but you can run on sidewalks. That seems doubly crazy to me because it has to be more congested on sidewalks than on the beach. But who am I to question what's going on in Hawaii, even though the weather is better than it is here? Okay, here's one. The Maui Brewing Company, which makes some good beer for those of you who like beer, uh, is uh, was giving out hand sanitizers to its customers because it created hand sanitizers in its uh, brewing thing in order to help. Okay, so but it's cited as an incentive for selling beer. They'd give out free hand sanitizers. Well, guess what? The liquor board came in and stopped them and said, you can't do that. Nah, 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 nah. Isn't that kind of an overreach of government? Mm, I kind of think so, but oh well. And here's the gotcha. This is all in the background. All of This is what the state of Hawaii is and where it's going and how bad it is in Hawaii. You know that they only have 629 cases of the virus in the entire state. That's nothing. So I question the motivations behind anybody there. Why are they making these decisions? It's food for thought for everyone. Be right back. On to the last segment, which is my predictions for the stock market. Where are stock prices going to go and why? Let's start with American behavior. 
we uh, are living through a fear-driven environment. By fear, what do I mean? I mean, the virus is causing people to think that they, uh, well, they either don't have a job, there are 33 million unemployed and probably a lot more than that that haven't applied, uh, or a chance of losing their job if their company has a hiccup of some sort. There is some fear, some concern out there for that. So they're worried about money. They're worried about putting food on the table for themselves and their family. That uh, fear can change behavior. And as we've talked about in the previous weeks, uh, the savings rate of the Americans has gone up and the spending rate has gone down of Americans, the American consumer. In uh, last year, 2019, consumption by Americans caused was created what created about 90% of the economy. That was that's a big deal. It used to be two thirds back a decade ago, so it actually we're dependent more on consumer consumption than uh, anything else. So the question is, in that environment, in that fear-driven environment, and with a dependence on consumer spending, what does the future hold? What does the future hold? Okay, now let's get to stocks. Asset value, a stock value, any asset at all, a typical definition of asset value is the a future income stream that that is uh, discounted by some interest rate. So a discounted future income stream. Uh, don't get too excited about that. There's an equation that you can write for that and all that kind of stuff. Don't worry about the details. But, but wait, basically it says, how much money is this asset going to produce in the future? If it's less, the value goes down. That's, that's the bottom line. If it's more, the value goes up. Uh, in February of 2020, that was about the beginning of this virus. People thought about it. But the stock market was at its high then. Stocks were 40% overvalued from normal, whatever normal is, okay? And today, they're 30% overvalued from normal. We talked about values. I wanted you to remember from previous discussions on valuations. It's overvalued. Stocks are overvalued. So, given that it's uh, currently 30% overvalued from normal, and that the future does not look bright, I'm making the prediction that uh, stock prices will go lower by at least 30%. That would bring it back to normal. But asset values tend to overshoot. Stock prices especially tend to overshoot. So it could go a lot more than 30% down from where it is today. Um, is that a given? Does it have to happen? No, not at all. The Fed is fighting it. The Fed does not want stock prices to go down. Uh, no politician wants them to go down because all politicians lose when stocks go down. Um, so there will be a battle going on of the market trying to value the future cash stream. That's what the stock analysts do versus what the Fed is doing, what et cetera, what the, the pundits are doing, trying to talk up stocks. So my prediction is uh, the market always wins and that should be coming soon. We have not seen the negatives of our economy hit yet. We have not seen the numbers. We have not seen the decrease of some companies' earnings yet, but they're coming. That's it for this week, folks. And uh, I look forward to another exciting week of good news, and I'll be talking to you 
next Sunday. Thanks for joining me. And be sure to hit the subscribe button to get future podcasts. This is Tom Harvey. I'm an investor myself, not a financial advisor. So understand that nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade in any market, and that I disclaim any responsibility from any negative effects of decisions made by people.